let me say that the political if you like, the political big This is the News Made of Students podcast. It's myself, Lex, here with my boy Ace. You're not middle class, you're not black white. Enjoy one podcast at a time, discussing all things. Statistically, it looks like in London yeah. right now, yeah. this is predominantly a problem of young black teenage boys. Yeah. Like this is the news made of students. Yo, bro. My brother, my brother. Bro, give thanks to God, man. Give thanks, episode 62. And I would have thought, you know, from the first episode, we have more positive things to discuss. <laughs> nah, but let me know. No, let me know if I start with that energy because this is a positive podcast. This is Black Boy Joy. This is this is reclaiming Black Boy Joy. So let me know if I'm coming with negativity. But you see this, the Babylon that we live in, there's just always some fuckeries that they're trying to like impose on, on us and the people. So we just need to speak on it. So we used to see informing, informing our people is positive. So it's always a positive podcast. Right being informed and not led illustrate and just being be made aware of what choices and what rights you have and you know and being also aware of what systems that we are living within and to recognize when those systems are ill-fated or in our benefits just as you know as a people yet alone as um you know yet alone as a black peoples in the uk Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. It's positivity all, always, and unfortunately, I tested positive for Marion. <laughs> oh God, man's got the man's got the B two K variant, the Marion variant. Nah, bro, Laurie, sending you strength, sending you strength. Um, yeah, man, it's it's a uh, it's a techie one still. It's a techie one. You know what? Yeah, it's 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 techie, and it's and it's like it's a shame that. Because of how corrupt this government is, they can't put in proper place the measures to protect people from this highly contagious, but fortunately mild version of variant, I should say, of COVID. You know, mm. there's only yeah. one reason why they have no leg to stand on if they wanted to put any form of measures in place to truly prevent the spread of it. Actually, it's not one reason. I think it does about how many? How many reasons? <laughs> uh. Uh, what for what for why they can't um they can't put any restrictions on probably about seven <laughs> seven, oh, <parties. laughs> seven i think it's eight brother we're at eight parties now bro i think we're at eight they had bro them were vibing bro eight 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 raves eight eight dances Dance. boris and them and shaking a leg while everyone was in lockdown where people had to cancel christmas plans and these men were shaking a leg bro Detriment. Um, usually I would not care like oh yeah what they're having a party they're doing what they do they're probably what doing their coke and their 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 their, their whatever champagne or whatever weed I'm sure them I'm, I'm sure them man smoke weed and everything as well but fam is you come out one week and say we just can't go on like this we have to shut down the country I'm sorry but Christmas is cancelled you can't see your families and in the same breath you might have having raves cheese and wine well. Secret Santas, Ooh. quizzes. Wow, you lot taking, quiz masters. You lot are taking a piss. You lot are taking a piss. Yes, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it's, it's a mockery of liberties. It it's really a is of 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 a representative democracy. 
Yeah. It's a mockery of the British citizens. <laughs> yeah. It's a slap in the face. Yeah. But do you know what's going to happen? Do you know what's going to happen? Come, well, I think the next general election is set for two, in the next two years. They're going back and they're going to vote the same people in power because they don't care. And also, what makes me laugh about this whole situation, this has caused major uproar, and as it should, because it's a slap in the face of every single British citizen. But the fuckeries that these men have done over the last year, the laws that they've tried to put in place or have put in place successfully, it is a rave that has caused so much uproar. Not the uh, Windrush scandal. Hmm. Not the uh, making illegal of protest. Well. But uh, a rave at number 10. Can you imagine? That was the tipping point. That was the straw that broke the camel's back was the rave. Yeah. That, yeah. that outraged the nation. And it's, and it's, yeah, like you mentioned, the nation wasn't truly outraged when they found out that these guys have pretty much made it illegal for, for people to speak up <laughs> against injustices when, when um, you know, they've done all, put in place all of these other policies since they've been found out to have given their friends taxpayers' money to fulfill a job which they couldn't ever do and which they didn't ever do, yet they still managed to receive millions, millions and millions of taxpayers' money. Not the fact that they cut £20 universal credit off from the most vulnerable through their propaganda of nobody wants to work. If the British people really believe no one wants to work, how are they actually, how are they actually going to their Tesco's, do their Tesco shopping? Who, who do they think is driving these buses that they're going on? Who do they think is filling up he's working in the hospitals who do they think is working in schools who do they think is like driving the trains who do they think is working in these other corporate businesses that's making the that's making the uk they're still trying to keep the uk propped up on the center stage like people need to get out of their of their of their heads that everybody that majority of people are have their aims and ambitions to just feed off universal credit those people that believe that people are living lavish of universal credit are in their own stupid fantasy you can't live lavish off universal credit you just mm-hmm. can't and 20 cutting 20 pound off from universal credit is just going to make people that depend on it have a much harder life regardless you have to be what people have to remember is that the people that could live off universal credit never needed universal credit in the first place and yeah. a lot of them are people that actually own private property Mm-hmm. which is what is going to surprise a lot of people a lot of people on universal credit own private property like that's it and most of them have a job or two yeah and then the way they're choosing when and how to work and other than they universal credit and government benefits are something that is a necessity in society when this world we we are we are changing you know, we don't have to be stuck in a state of having to exchange labor for capital constantly. That is a choice. It's not the only way. And people yeah. are moving away from that already. However, those that are moving away from that 
successfully at this time are doing it by leveraging other people's time and other people as a resource. Yeah. You know, they're using the fools that are carrying the rhetoric of people are lazy, people don't want to work. They're using them. Okay, cool. You do all the work for me. And those people that are happy to do that are actually unhappy to do that. Because if they were happy to do that, they wouldn't be so hateful to uh-huh. people that are unable to. You know? And then and that doesn't outrage them. What outrages them is the party, the rave, the disco, the dance. And it's it's dreadful. Do you know what also caught me on guard, yeah? I don't know if watch F1 too tough, but wow. When yeah. I when I got clued in and what was going down, wow. Bro. Bro, honestly. Bro, no, same here. I don't watch F1 either, bro. Like my uncle's a big fan. Um, but and obviously I know a couple of Mandema fans as well, but it's so mad. Like when I when I when I, like I was so interested in this last one, I actually watched like the last like ten laps um of the so if you don't know what we're discussing, we're discussing the Lewis Hamilton uh Abu Dhabi Grand Prix pre race. Uh and it was up it was basically him up against uh Max Verstappen uh for who's gonna win driver championship of the year, or whatever. And Bruv, the way the man sold it to me, it sounded like a boxing match. Like it was, it was perfectly poised. So, like, basically, if Lewis Hamilton, if Max Verstappen took Lewis Hamilton out, so basically, like, took his car out so he doesn't finish the race, he actually would have won. But people look at him like, right, that's a bit like, that's a dead way of winning. So he would have won, but it would have been like a dead way of winning. But instead of that, F1 went a step further. They said, don't worry, we'll give you, we'll give you, we'll give you a little pass. So Lewis Hamilton has lapped, like has beaten him on all the laps. I think they had that 50 laps, one laps or something. So he's beaten him on 50 laps. They bring out the safe car. Now, cool, I'm not going to go too deep into it because I don't understand the technicalities of the safe car. But from what I understand, the safe car was in front of Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen. And the safe car allowed Max Verstappen to pass Lewis Hamilton to beat Lewis Hamilton on the line. And everyone was like, nah, bro, this is mad. And the, for the people that watch uh, F1 properly, religiously, they were like, if they were to explain it in football terms, it was like up being up 10-0 and being told next goal wins. Wow. And then on top of that, they've let the safe car slow them down to pretty much guide them to the finish line. And then the guy just literally went out, okay, perfect. Now, edge. Ridiculous. <laughs> That is another form of fraud. It's crazy. It's crazy. The the thing that I think for me, bro, the thing that concerned me the most was then um, Bernie Ecclestein, who is, I think, I want to say he's the one that created F1, you know, but he's he's not the head of F1 anymore, but he created F1. And my man brazenly came out on Sky News or whatever it was and said, oh, I'm happy that Lewis Hamilton didn't win. We need a new person to win um, the championship. Uh, and I'm happy he didn't beat uh, Schumacher's uh, seven-time record of most wins and stuff. And it's just that like, rare, like, coming out with, like, what's, what's that energy you're coming out with? I know some people say, oh, it's nothing to do with this or that. that. Bro, Lewis Hammond is the only ethnic, ethnically diverse racer, driver in the whole sport. There's no Asians, 
There's no Arabs. There's no, there's no nothing. He's the only one. The only one. And he's had he's been experienced he's experienced racism throughout his career from fans to other drivers to other uh, um, uh, teams. It's, it's it's mad, bro. So for me, I don't know. All that stuff is steeped in some sort of prejudice, man. It's crazy. Yeah, it is deep rooted prejudice. And um, you know what? Fuck Bernie Eccleston, anyway, man. He, yeah, he he's not really got a moral compass like that. Like, he's made some bizarre statements in the past that I'm not even trying to bring up. If you know, you know. And I didn't day, like, even I'm not, I'm not a fan like that. Like, it just what, what is evident to see from just the response of, like, the whole community was that what happened was illegal. What happened was controversial. And people that are happy with it are just happy that Hamilton never won. And it's not based on his skill or talent or the fact that he was actually a, a better driver. It's for some other personal agenda. And guess what that might be? For those, because this is not a, is not a filmed photography um, podcast, right now I'm pointing to my skin. Because that's why. <laughs> it is. It's disgraceful, bro. It is disgraceful. And as we speak, there's still like more fuckeries that are still to be... Um, put through and bestowed on us as citizens. Um, and, and some of them are more uh, dis- divisive than others. Uh, some of them are clearly, and I'm going to use the word racist in in its, um, its uh, not only wording, but in what it's set out to achieve. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I'm talking about specifically is the Nationality and Borders Bill which uh, I think is either going to be put through very soon or they're going to have a vote on it. But specifically within that bill is Clause 9 of that bill. And essentially what Clause 9 of the Nationality and Borders Bill states is that the government have the right to uh, deprive a person of their British citizenship um, without without any reasonable um, uh, warning uh, or reasonably, yeah, without any reasonable warning uh, if they're deemed to be of a uh, 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 of a uh, risk to the public, or etc. etc. Et um, one of the reasons why this bill is so controversial is because how do you strip one of British citizenship? So, is this going to affect Gary in Harlow? You know, Caucasian Gary in Harlow, or is it going to affect Tunde in Peckham? who both were born in this country, both schooled in this country, both pay taxes in this country, yet if Tunde makes a mistake or does something wrong, Tunde will be stripped of his British citizenship and then assumed that then he can go and live in Nigeria, whereas Gary, if he gets stripped of his British citizenship, where does that, where does that, put, where does that put Gary? Because this is Gary's ancestral home, no? Mm-hmm. Unless he's from Wales or or from or it's British citizenship, so one of the world kind of him. Unless he's from like Ireland or something, so yeah. maybe he can then send him back to Ireland. Um, like when you when you've been, you know, I've I've come across this a couple of times online. To be fair, because it doesn't be it's, it's not discussed massively on mainstream news and stuff. 
um, again, obviously, I guess partly to do with the fact that I don't really watch mainstream news. But when I do watch mainstream news, I'm not seeing them talk about the, talk up the things on this kind of stuff. Exactly. So, what do you think when you saw this, like this bill and the proposed clause nine of this bill? Well, personally, it is definitely a big, big, big injustice. It's um, a way to basically violate human rights to render someone stateless without notice based on a human bias in a system where it has been proven to be systemically racist and systemically biased is, is, is very, very dangerous. At the end of the day, this would not have been able to happen had the UK still been part of the EU because the EU have very real human rights in place. And the fact that the government of the day, although leaving the EU and through via Brexit has decided to also basically deject human rights, just gives us their, their real beliefs and their real intent and nature. They don't believe that in a human rights for all. They don't believe in a bill for, for where people have the right to a chance at a good life. In their head right now, all that matters on their smug faces is their check. Their race to fucking, to being who can be the greediest, who can be the fattest pig, who can absorb as much capital as possible that one person couldn't even spend in a lifetime, is, is really, really, really corrupting like society, social practice, and I guess people's trust. People are starting to lose trust in themselves as opposed to just even just losing trust in others. And it's only going to lead people to be in more of a suspicious, suspicious state, as well as dividing more people and brewing more hatred. And boy, we already know, according to Karl Marx, this is what they will do in order to oppress the working class. And people that, and what it is, the biggest trick is tricking people that are working class into thinking that they're not. You know? They've done successfully. And it's, it's, it's a big, 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 like national manipulation there's no higher court right now to hold the uk accountable for these kind of actions and to be honest i'll i'll be being born british i would have i would have um assumed that it would have been it was you know like britain was, is the leading country that's pushing for human rights a good quality of a good quality of life they're pushing for more individual civil, civil liberties and pushing for for more like protection of and, and and basically nurturing of the people. However, honestly, since like the recession and since the kind of financial burst where bankers were pretty much gambling with people's life savings, bankers are pretty much lying and selling selling forty stocks and hyperinflating the basically the housing market in order to money launder. Since all of that, just the, the nature of, I guess, the kind of the people that we have um, trusted to lead the country, both publicly and financially, the nature of these people have really been warped and skewered. And we're now seeing a real greedy, relentless side to mm-hmm. leadership within human nature. You know? And it's, it's, yeah, man, it's, it's painful. And it's interesting, bro, because like, we all saw this coming. 
if you recall back yeah. to 2019 or 18, somewhere thereabouts, with the Shamima Begum, Begum case. Um, again, obviously, this is like an extreme side of the case or an extreme uh, 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 case in regards to the facts where, no, actually, no, let me never call it extreme. Essentially, a young girl was groomed by a terrorist organization. Underage girl. Under, underage, yeah, young, a young underage girl was groomed by a terrorist organization. Um, she went over then to, I think, was it Syria? Yeah. Or, or, yeah, Syria, and joined said organ, organization to and, be. And a, let's just remember as well, yeah, that yeah. how can it be so easy for an underage girl like that to yeah. make a flash? That's weird. Syria, yeah. During that That's, time from the UK. That was weird. I found that really strange. Yeah, yeah. But you know, so she's so she's gone over to Syria to join uh, to marry uh, one of these uh, said soldiers in said um, terrorist organization, and as a result of that, and as a result of joining uh, or marrying her partner, who I believe I think might have died by now, might be yeah. dead now, um, she obviously has come to realise, oh shit, like, what have I done? I've made a grave mistake. Again, mind you, she was underage at the time. Underage. That's very important, underage at the time. And she's made a grave mistake. So now she wants to come back to her home, her country. But she's then been stripped of her British citizenship and been rendered stateless. That is crazy, bro. Mm -hmm. That is crazy. So the country she's in now, Syria, I don't think they're giving her any citizenship. So she's not Syrian, but she's not Syrian. Um, I understand, I think her parents are from Bangladesh, but she's not Bangladeshi though. So whether she can get Bangladeshi citizenship or not, that's like that's not for the Bangladesh people to to, to decide because it's, she's a British citizen and they've stripped her of her citizenship. I, I can't think of many cases of where uh, the government have stripped someone of their actual citizenship. This is obviously the most high profile one. But I just remember a lot of people in the media supporting this, a lot of um, right and left wing people in the media supporting this, like, yes, that's right, you know, if you're going to join an organized, a terrorist organisation, blah, blah, blah. But I just remember there's also those people who are from quote unquote marginalised groups and stuff who are saying, but wait, hold on here. This young girl was groomed by, you know, older men or whoever else online. She was underaged and she went to go and join this group. Had that been Sally from Shropshire, blonde, blonde hair, blue eyes, who had been groomed underage to join said group, it will be a totally different conversation we'll be having. Mm -hmm. Sally would not have had her British citizenship revoked purely because Sally is, has nowhere else to claim she as and she hasn't because it, she wasn't the only girl. She and Bing, no. the only girl that went across from Britain and was groomed successfully. But no. she wasn't. And there were women from other races and backgrounds that are less mm -hmm. high profile than she and Begum. They have managed to come back to British society again. And that we don't mm -hmm. know about is literally, again, mainstream media choosing to shine a light to push certain narratives. Yep. <clears throat> yep. And it was dangerous. And we all said then it was dangerous. It's a dangerous precedent that the government have set by doing this. And now we're seeing it all come into fruition with this uh, 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 bill that they're trying to pass. It is a very dangerous thing for the government to be able to rescind someone's citizenship 
Because if, if what you what are you what are you actually saying then? What are you saying? Are you saying that oh well, because it, because it doesn't it, it's going to affect people like me and you who have family that come from other countries but have come here to set up a life because they obviously don't deem us to be full British or to be British in general. It doesn't affect our uh, our white friends who grew whose great great grandparents were born in in Milton Keynes or Birmingham and have been here for hundreds of years or whatever it doesn't affect those because those people are considered real real british people i guess Um, or natives yeah Yeah. those people are considered natives um and it's dangerous and i don't know how this is being passed in this country i just don't know well okay the government have a majority so they can pass any bill they want but it's crazy and then it's scary because it's all in the backdrop of you know COVID and 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 government parties and stuff. So it's being buried and it's not being discussed more. And it's and what what makes it even more dangerous, like you mentioned, it's not being discussed. And and that's it. And where do these discussions come from? They come from producers and media outlets that are supposed to be trusted. We have a national state-owned media outlet in the BBC that is refusing to cover to cover the what's going on in Britain in a non-biased way, absolutely refusing and ignoring the fact that there are more than one side to the arguments that they're raising. And yeah, like, like kind of, like, like, you have to ask yourself, what's going on? You know, when there's a, funded by people's TV license, yet they will not show what it is that, that has really gone on in the nation, on the BBC. It's, it's, it's fantastically radical. And I, my, where I would see that the Conservatives have been successful in doing this is due to the effect of Boris Johnson's history and Boris Johnson's association with the mainstream media essentially, mm-hmm. you know, and he's fully capitalizing on his network and his understanding of how media channels work, of how media platforms work and how he can easily control that narrative in order to pretty much, um, pretty much dictate how the, the whole conversation as a dictator, he, he's a dictator and he's a media dictator for sure. He's hundred percent, a, partic- a political leader that is a dictator and his first dictatorship right now is happening on me- over media, you know? And, and it was proven again when he done that pre-recorded message. I mean, wh- what did you think about like, that, that kind of angle of him pretty much not even coming for questions or putting it in parliament before he started talking about the COVID restrictions? Who was all about? Boris Johnson? Yeah, how he done a pre-recorded message. Bro, it's like we're not. He can. He's. It's. It's free. It's fair. It's free. Like game for him. He could do what he wants. Like, it's crazy. Like that. He can. He can do. He can do what he wants and then be backed up by the opposition leader. So you know, coming out with a pre-recorded, um, which I again pre-recorded statements are just any sense to me. Like, if you have something to say, just say it and then talk. And then you get me. As soon as you open your mouth, the, the world news point to you, point the camera at you anyway. So if you have, if you, if you need to like update people or whatever, just come out and say it. But um, yeah, I, 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 I bro, I, I really don't know. Like, it, it, it's, it's um, what, what frustrates me about everything is that it's all happening at the same time that he needs to answer for his 
essentially not essentially his crimes on whether or whether or not he had a party at his home at the time where he told millions of people to not go and visit loved ones on Christmas. Mm-hmm. So he just needs to, and so coming out with statements about, oh, plan B or D or E or whatever, I don't, I don't really care, bro. What you need to do is come out and say, what is, what is, what did you, yes or no? Not, oh, if there was a party, all COVID restrictions were, um, Hello. were fucking, uh, were followed. What the fuck is that? It's like, a, it's like, yeah, that, it's like error, error, error. Error. He hasn't got no answers. He's just saying it's error. Scary, over it's and, over scary. and you know what? Speaking of like crimes in his home, the maddest thing is that's not even the biggest crime he's committed thus far in his home. He also received, he, he claimed he didn't know who paid for the refurbishments in his house. Yeah, it was a Tory donor <clears throat> that then received a million pounds in taxpayers' money. He's literally given, people are working 40 plus hours per week here to get a pay packet at the end of the month here that's not only getting taxed heavily but you know they've they've desperately worked for that especially during these times and then he's taking that big tax from national insurance and and tax and then the tax and then giving it to his friends giving it to people that are just buying and doing things for him giving it to people that are pretty much just taking him out it's wild it's wild, 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 wild on an incomparable level. Like how scandalous this Prime Minister and his cronies are, you know. Pretty Patel, she's charging this whole court clause nine. She's the one that wants to be able to do, do all of this. Uh, mm-hmm. To what extent? Ironic being the fact that her parents are immigrants themselves. Then you've got, you've got Savid, Savid Javid. Who's who's used who who is pretty much skewered information in order to push political policy policy and uh, based on some sort of underlying undertone agenda to marginalise the continent of Africa by placing them on the red list because their scientists in South Africa were able to discover a new variant that originated in Europe. Yet, savage mm-hmm. Javid's reaction is to bar travel from these African countries because their scientists were able to identify a new strain of COVID that originated in Europe. He'd done all of this before barring any other European country from entering a country to stop the spread of this new variant, which is what the main intentions are supposedly should have been, was to prevent the spread of this new variant, yet they've barred a continent that has minimal cases of it that has now discovered it and told the world to be careful about what's happening in Europe. And then, you know, rightly so, a lot of African leaders, notably the Ghanaian Ghanaian leader and then the Nigerian government, have made measures to counter that, counter that, that straight up prodigious xenophobic policy that came from Savage Davidge I say any name like that on purpose because I don't there's no respect. (laughs) (laughs) In response to that. And then now they've responded by what? Removing the whole red list. Yeah. Why? Because is is they're isolating themselves. I don't is that they're really purposely weakening the, the GDP of Britain so that everyday people will suffer. 
Bro, I, 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 I think it's opposite. You know, these men don't care about putting Nigeria on a red list or Angola, Zimbabwe, and them countries there. What I commend is the AU coming out and saying, like, right, like, what kind of like draconian, unfair rules are you like, trying to put in place on our citizens? Like, you're affecting a lot of our citizens, you know, ability to trade and do business, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, by putting them on a red list. A, 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 an arbitrary red list that has nothing to do with our countries in the sense that we've discovered one of our countries one of our uh, has a, a variant let everyone know ahead of time but then we're getting punished for it and the you've come out and said that like, cool but what i love is nigeria see that pettiness that nigeria the government done that's the pettiness i need all countries to have for this country bro they come out and said yeah red list cool we're all going to be on red list you, me, all on red list. That's it. That's what we're gonna do. You can put me on red list. I'll put you on red list, and that's it. And that's what they done. And then cool. Now that now they've come out, be like, all right, cool. Obviously, maybe we, maybe we, maybe we, 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 we took it a step too far. Yeah. Or maybe we took it a step too far. Literally, literally took it a step too far, and now it looks like they're yeah they've taken a step too far, and now they had to retract again, again, showing weakness, yeah. not showing decisiveness not showing leadership, not showing like what, what this country should really be about. It's, it's yeah. honestly, it's a mockery. Like, like, the, like, the res- like Britain's lost respect. Is, they're weakening the whole state. Yeah. Yeah. It's absolutely ludicrous. Absolutely ludicrous. And it's only a matter of time. It's only a matter of time. Honestly, like at this rate, it's only a matter of time till the full effects are, start, are, are truly unraveled by these ludicrous isolationist policies, by these authoritarian policies that have been mm-hmm. placed in, by these actions that Boris and his clans are taking, and by the confusion that has been sown in British society. It will have a long-lasting effect, and all I can pray is that the detrimental effect isn't as, doesn't last as long as it pretend, as as the efforts that they're trying to make it last for, because mm-hmm. these lot are looking to leave the British people high and dry, whilst their pockets are filthy and lined up. Each one of them corrupt, and it's crazy. Facts. But before before we even wind this up here. There's also been a lot of talk about backbench rebellion within the Conservative Party. Yes, yes. How 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 real do you think that is, bro? To be honest, I reckon that over a hundred Conservative MPs have been trying to rebel. However, like what we've seen with the Labour constituencies, what this what this devilish and demon government are doing today are is actually. Very, 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 very scary hours. They're threatening their MPs with to to remove funding, to alleviate funding from their jurisdictions, and alleviate and stop stop giving them taxpayers' money to support and build up the constituencies if they don't hold the line. They're literally doing a mad bully bully effort, and then, yeah, that's it's illegal. <laughs> mm. Yeah, bro. Yeah, I've I've read reports that yeah, over like eighty MPs might rebel against um the MP 
particularly if they lose their by-election in uh, North Shropshire on Thursday. So we'll keep an eye on that and report that back to you. But um, yeah, that's what they're that's what they're talking. But I'll be honest, bro. I don't know why, but I just feel like this guy is like Teflon. I feel like they can't take him down. I feel like he's got too much support from from high-ranking MPs, um, but then also like you know, bloody uh, uh, businesses and, and, and just very influential people in this elite system in which we live in. Like, I just feel like he's got so much support from all these people that any rebellion will just be quashed. But even, I won't be surprised if Keir Starmer comes out and be like, now is not the time to be getting rid of our prime minister. We need to keep him on to ensure that we get through COVID. Like, I won't be surprised if he comes on some bullshit like that. Mm-hmm. Like, bro, it'll be crazy because what happens is, Okay, cool. This can this can lead to a domino effect. Thursday, the Tories lose their North Shropshire seat, which I'm told or which I understand to be a very safe seat for the for the Tories. If they lose that, clearly then people start looking like right, is it time for a a a, a new um leader? Mm-hmm. Cool. There's a Tory rebellion. Boris Johnson's removed as Tory leader. Then we might get, bruv, I don't even know who we might get. I think we might actually end up getting our first, like, um, ethnic minority prime minister because it could easily be Pretty, Sajid, or, um, uh, or Rishi. It could easily be one of them three. It really can. Or it could be, what's the other guy called? The foreign secretary. Uh, um, Dominic. Uh, be the foreign secretary. Cool. If one of if whoever becomes new leader, they won't have long to stay leader anyway, because they'll then have to have a general election because no one elected my man or my or woman as leader. So there might be a general election early in 2022, maybe in the first six months of 2022. Mm-hmm. Then that's when the real game happens, bro. Then we really see if we are fed up with our current regime and we vote for something different, or we stick to what we have. Because I right now I can't see Labour beating any any Tory leader in a general election. I really can't. Because I just feel like the Labour Party hasn't put up enough of an opposition in the last couple of years to show people uh, uh, another way, you know, through Brexit, yeah. through COVID, through everything. I so, reckon that the nation feels a mass guilt for not getting Jeremy Corbyn to be the president. I think so. And then because I they feel so guilty, a lot of them are trying to stick out their decisions and still say it was yeah. right. Because what would have happened if Jeremy was in charge? Well, definitely not this. We're in the worst state ever possible. It couldn't get yeah. any worse than this. And the only way it can get any worse is if these conservatives stay in power. <laughs> yeah, honestly, bro, it was it. This eleventh year now, eleventh year anniversary of a Tory government. Like, bro, it's 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 it's. it's I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. It's um, it's crazy to think that we've had eleven years of a Tory government now, and. Just the stuff that we've lived through, um, you know. Obviously, not everything is like directly linked to them, but how they handled it was it kind is. of crazy. Like, there was no reason. There was no reason for David Cameron to come out and be like, "We're gonna have a referendum." There literally was no reason for that there to be a referendum on us being in or leaving the EU. There wasn't. It was his arrogance, thinking he could solidify his power as Tory leader by putting on this referendum, winning because he was obviously uh, a Remainer, winning. And then basically staying as leader for the next God knows how many years, but he he bit. I'll be honest, but he's a he's a genesis of all this mm-hmm. fuckeries that's been happening in the last couple of years, bro. He really is. Him and Nick Clegg. Yeah. Oh gosh. Oh, I forgot. 
If it wasn't for Nick Clegg's sitting cushy at uh, Meta in his new role as I don't know what he does over there, but he gets paid a pretty penny, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. And the matter thing is, like these people have sold the sold out the nations for their own private success. Yeah, or continue yep. to do so. And this party has done it once over and over and over and over again. You know, since since that coalition government, like they've been able to stay in power by having their own personal by-elections, using figureheads to take blame and then throw them under the bus and then roll on the next one, roll on the next one. And they've all been basically saying, who can push civil liberty as far as possible? Who can take it away the most? And each one of them has been slowly encroaching, encroaching on the rights of the everyday people, step by step, until eventually they turn this country to country slaves. Mm. You know, and unfortunately, people are starting to have enough. And eventually, the French side will definitely start to show more, apparently on the 18th. You know, and mm. yeah, and apparently the 18th there's likely going to be a protest. There's lots of things going on, so just keep your ear to the ground and, and get active. Now is not the time to be complacent before you too become a DJ.